Is there anything too precious for Jesus? If you'd like to find your place in Matthew chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2. We've just celebrated the resurrection of our Savior. and Here at our church, we observe the Lord's Supper. And we remembered Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for us and how God spared no expense to reach a lost and dying world. We observe the fact that Jesus' body was broken for us and that he shed his blood and the sin debt that was paid for you and me. I'm so glad that God loved me. I'm so glad that he spared no expense to reach me. I mean, think about all that God put in place to reach you. If you know him as your personal Savior, God spared no expense to reach you with the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. In light of all that Jesus has done for you and for me, I must ask this question. Is there anything too precious for Jesus? For God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son. God gave us his very best. And there's many instances in the Bible where people brought precious things to Jesus. I think about the disciples and how they gave up their careers that they gave up all that what they thought was valuable to follow Jesus. There, there was nothing too precious for Jesus. Many of the disciples will go on to give their lives for Christ. Throughout the years, many people have been willing to give up houses, lands, and family in order to go and evangelize the world. Here in Matthew chapter 2, we have a passage of people bringing things to Jesus that was very precious. Their time, their talents, and their treasures, they laid at Jesus' feet. In Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Let's scroll down to verse 10. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house... They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. After Jesus' birth, the wise men brought gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. They gave of Jesus of their time, talents, and treasures in order just to worship him. They gave up their time and they gave up their comforts to travel to Jerusalem. They gave up their talents in meditating the word of God. How did they know about all these things? It's because they spent time studying God's word and they applied it to their own lives. And Jesus was worthy of their studying the scriptures. Oh, they'd read about him. In the Old Testament, 
Oh, they gave of their earthly treasures to worship Jesus. If we were to compare modern day Christianity, the day that we live in, to these wise men, I wonder how many wise men would we find in our ranks. For some Christians, it's all they can do to just drive a few miles and make it to church. Oh, and don't let the preacher, don't, don't let him go over the, what time they think he should go. You know, don't, don't let him take the message into overtime and don't let him go past 12 p.m. on Sunday because their time is so precious to them that they complain about how long a time they spend in church. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. How many Christians have not been willing to give up of their time just to worship the Lord? Our verse here in Hebrews says so much the more. It doesn't say less time, but more time should be spent assembling of ourselves together. Oh, when the wise men showed up at the house where they were, I wonder what type of effect it had on Mary and Joseph. I'm sure it wasn't a time of discouragement. I'm sure it was a time of exhortation. Oh, and how it must have encouraged them. You know, the only ones that were troubled in those times about the wise man's visit to Jesus to worship him. It was those who were not right with God. In Matthew chapter 2 here in verse 3 it says, When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. All the time, the talent and the treasures that they gave to Jesus. It was an exhortation to both Joseph and Mary. The Lord, through their visit, all through them being willing to give up of their time, their talent and their treasure, just to come and worship Jesus. Oh, the Lord provided for Joseph and Mary. He provided their traveling expenses by the gifts that they brought. I think these wise men could say in one accord, there's nothing too precious for Jesus. They gave cheerfully. They gave willingly. And they gave worshipfully. In verse 10 it says. When they saw the star. They rejoiced with exceeding great joy. They gave of themselves joyfully. Hey it wasn't a burden for them. To show up and come and worship at Jesus' feet. Oh they had joy in their heart. As they gave of their time. Their talents and their treasures. Oh the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 7. For God loveth a cheerful giver. That's not just making reference to financial things. It's making reference of our time, of our talents, oh, and of our treasures. God loves a cheerful giver. Hey, is there any part of our time and our talents and treasures that's too precious for Jesus? Do we have our own little agenda here and we just try to squeeze God inside our calendar? Instead of our calendar being wrapped around the things of God. 
Hey, we've come a long way from first century Christianity. Turn to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14 and we'll begin reading in verse 1. Here we have the story of a lady who did what she could. She brought all that she had for Jesus. Oh, she realized the value of what Jesus had done for her. And oh, she did what she could. She brought the most precious thing she had to Him. For her, there was nothing too precious for Jesus. In Mark chapter 14 and verse 1 it says, And after two days was the feast of the Passover and of unleavened bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. But they said, Not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. And she brake the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, Let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always. And whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for her a memorial of her. And Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went unto the chief priest to betray him unto them. Here's a story of a woman who knew what Jesus did for her. Hey, she realized that God had spared no expense to deliver her from her sins. And through her actions, she boldly proclaimed, there's nothing too precious for Jesus. There in verse 8, Jesus said, she hath done what she could. I wonder if Jesus was to examine our lives. If he was to examine our testimony, what would he say about you and me? Would Jesus say, you and I have done what we could? Have we done what we could? Or would we be found guilty of holding back? There was a certain crowd in the room that did not appreciate what this woman did. They didn't find what this woman did to be precious. In their sight. Matter of fact. They passed judgment on this woman. They also. In the same process. Passed judgment. Upon themselves. Oh her heart's desire. For this woman was to hold nothing back for Jesus. Her testimony. Was that there was nothing. Too precious. For Jesus. And it was clearly. On display. But there was that other crowd. The Bible said that within themselves they had indignation. Hey, that they thought that what she did 
was too precious for Jesus. Their thoughts, their heart was clearly on display as well. Hey, there's nothing hid from the Lord. Oh, you may not say it directly to someone's face. You may even think that, hey, I'm all right here. I'm just getting by. But just remember, the Lord sees all things. The Bible says that they murmured against her. Have you ever been guilty of murmuring about something that was done for Jesus? Have you ever been guilty of complaining about something that was done for the Lord's work, for the cause of truth and right? I'll ask you again, is there anything in your life that's too precious for Jesus? Jesus said that this woman did all that she could. And it was good enough for Jesus. But it wasn't good enough for some. In verse 9, Jesus shows us how valuable he thought it was. He said, Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of, of for a memorial of her. It was a memorial of her. Those that had indignation within themselves and murmured, they too left a testimony behind, but it wasn't a memorial. What a sad day it'll be one day when we stand before Jesus and we give account of what we did for Him. And He goes through our life. And then Jesus so tenderly He'll show us everything in our life that we thought was too precious for Him. Let me ask you, have you laid it all on the altar? Have you given of yourself willingly a willing sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service? Turn to John chapter 19. John chapter 19. In verse 38, here we have another story of someone who said there's nothing too precious for Jesus. In John 19 and verse 38, it says, And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came, therefore, and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. Then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen clothes with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden and in the garden, a new sepulcher wherein was never man yet laid. There laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. Turn over to Matthew chapter 27. Matthew 27 gives us some more details here about who this sepulcher belonged to. In Matthew 27, in verse 57, it says, when the even was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. 
he went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. Both Joseph and Nicodemus were not young anymore, but yet they still gave of their time, of their talents and their treasures to Jesus. For these two, they had the testimony that there was nothing too precious for Jesus. They defiled themselves in touching a dead person. They openly declared their allegiance to Christ. Neither one of these men were hiding anymore. Nicodemus, he even brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. If you go back to the story about the woman with the alabaster box of spikenard, it didn't weigh a hundred pounds. But the Bible says that she did what she could. She couldn't afford a hundred pounds or else I think she would have brought a hundred pounds. But the Bible says that she brought what she could. And Jesus said, she has come aforehand to anoint my body to my burying. Some have said that this hundred pound weight, it would have been enough for two hundred men. Oh, think about Nicodemus. As he carried these hundred pounds of myrrh and aloes to honor our Lord and Savior. He did what he could. Oh, for Nicodemus, there was nothing too precious for Jesus. For Joseph, oh, he gave us of his own new tomb for Jesus to borrow. For Joseph, there was nothing too precious for Jesus. The grave was given to Jesus for his remembrance. Oh, you see, it wasn't about Joseph anymore. Hey, the grave for many people, that's that last symbol of status. But you know, today when you go to Jerusalem, no one visits the empty tomb in Jerusalem to see Joseph's grave. <laughs> they go to see the empty tomb where Jesus lay. I wonder... What do you think Joseph and Nicodemus were singing as they took Jesus' body and wrapped it in that linen cloth? Oh, and they so gently took his body and went to the grave. And there they anointed him with this costly ointment. They wrapped him and placed him right in the tomb. I know this song wasn't written there. Oh, but I'm sure that it must have resonated in their minds. As they said, nothing is too precious for Jesus. I'm sure they said, all to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in his presence daily live. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed. 
blessed Savior, I surrender all. Let me ask you, is there anything too precious for Jesus? Have you given Jesus your open allegiance? Are you saved? Have you declared your open allegiance to Him? Oh, by calling upon Him to save you from your sins, asking Him to be your Savior, then why not today? He spared no expense to give you everlasting life. Have you been baptized? Oh, then why not today? Why not declare your open allegiance, your open obedience to Him? Don't hold back. How about some material wealth? Or how about some of your physical energy? How about getting out of your comfort zone? Even giving up your own personal legacy? Have you laid it all on the altar? I asked a question. Is there anything too precious? For Jesus.